Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Crown Corner, Will Pelagic and Jessica Charman here with you as we recap what happened with Charlotte FC and Atlanta. A 3-0 defeat at the hands of the Five Stripes. And Jess, uh, Christian Latanzio spoke a lot about how, you know, the metrics continued to look like they favored Charlotte, but the play on the pitch did not. Although I think in this one, you and I both agree that uh, this was something that, from Charlotte FC's perspective, comes out very glaring in terms of just not having the organization on defense and still having the problems trying to find the final product in the attacking third. Yeah, and I don't want to beat around the bush or be overly negative. I don't think metrics really matter when we're losing 3-0, when we're conceding seven goals. The metrics that fans care about, the metrics that the league cares about, the metrics that the table cares about is the points in the win column. And unfortunately, we're yet to do that. And I think things need to change because as you mentioned Will it just didn't look good enough with the individual talent that we have on the pitch and Atlanta really just looked a whole lot better than us I think to put it bluntly. It's difficult because we saw such great ingenuity in the last half of the season and while there has been some change in personnel there has been some change in kind of the way that Christian Latanzi wants to do things because I think a lot of times during last year he was taking what he had and just kind of running with it somewhat similar to the way that things went under the previous manager. He's tried very hard to implement his style over the course of this offseason and preseason. What is the disconnect right now? Because whatever is going on right now just doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure. I think not knowing our starting 11 is a, a big thing. And seeing players come off the bench and do incredible things and make an impact in their short space of time and then them not getting into the starting lineup is intriguing. In terms of the broadcast, we talked about Cohen Vargas and how he lit up the field in his short space on it and he needs to be in the starting lineup in terms of Nuno Santos. I know that he was criticised in the press conference for giving a ball away, but I think bar that one giveaway, a lot of what he did was extremely positive and impactful in a short moment of time on the field. I did understand where Latanzio came from in terms of wanting to give his players time to dig themselves out of the hole in terms of not making half-time substitutions. And I think I basically talked about that mindset in our game day broadcast on WFNZ, but Atlanta wasn't slowing down in terms of, uh, you know, we needed to get a goal and we need to get it fast to get back into the game. I think that what is hard, and I made a tweet about it yesterday in terms of we are surprised. And yes, there were pundits to put Charlotte FC down as finishing bottom, whatever. I'm not talking about that. Those of us that have been involved in preseason, those of us that had seen this team play, those of us that had done the background research on the acquisitions we made, 
this should be a team that is competing and it shouldn't be a team that's going 0-3 and, and being outscored 7-1 and across the first three games because there is enough individual talent on the field. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem like this individual talent is meshing. And we can say some of this may be because we're playing players out of position. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Brant Bronico. Love me, Brant Bronico. I think he's an incredible professional soccer player. But I think I said in the pregame show that he was being set up to fail here in the left-back position in terms of, you know, playing against some very good Atlanta United players that had a game plan to attack down that side. I know a lot of finger-pointing has happened to Nathan Byrne in terms of the space that was found behind him. I get that. But at the same time, look where the goal stemmed from. And I think that Brant Bronico was put into a position to not succeed. And, and he's a defensive mid. And you've got to see where your personnel is. And experimenting is for preseason, not for game three of the season. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they were wearing the heck out of that right side with Arujo and Lennon against both Yuzviak and Bronico. And I think part of the reason why they felt they could trust Bronico there is because Yuzviak is so defensive-minded. But those are two quality players in Arujo and Lennon. Arujo got the middle goal. And as you mentioned, Caleb Wiley was able to sneak behind because so much of the defense had flowed over to that left side and would be Atlanta's attacking right side to overcompensate for the space created by both Lennon and by Arujo. And that's why Caleb Wiley is coming in off of that empty space for Nathan Byrne. And, and I also feel, too, that you know, the one thing that we've become very vulnerable to is, is transitions. And a lot of that comes down to the way that Christian Latanzio loves to use his fullbacks cutting in and making part of the midfield. And, and while I do feel like that can work, I think the way in which it gets done it's is, not wor- is not working with this yeah. personnel. <laughs> yeah, and that's no disrespect to the players that we have on the pitch, but it is a complicated system. It is difficult to do and at some point we have to look back at the film and see where that space is coming from and we're not seeing the benefits of having pinched in fullbacks enough to equal out with the risk you know when people talk about high risk high reward well we're doing the high risk bit and we're not having the high reward of it so I think that's tough but we can't just look at the defense you know as a defensive minded player in my day I would say well it all starts with the forward line as well if we can't score goals what are we doing aiming to aiming to draw nil-nil every game you know is there more pressure on the defensive line when they're feeling like they don't have goals ahead of them yes you go into a game as a defensive player and you think well if we don't keep a clean sheet then we're probably not getting out anything out of this game because we're not seeing the ball hit the back of the net despite the chances we're creating it just doesn't like look like we have that instinctive finishing touch right now uh, my my you mentioned the one experimental pose with uh with Bronico and I agree with you I, I think that while it, it seemed like a great idea in principle, I, I just don't know how it works in, in practice and in, in games. This, the Carol Svidersky winger experimentation, I, I think, is something that while I understand you want to get him involved because he's such a great you know person when it comes to service, I think Carol's best position is playing behind Enzo Capetti. I think that you know you mentioned Vargas in the starting lineup. I think I think after what we saw with him in the preseason, he was involved in so many goals in the preseason in Coachella, and he was also just a real, real great person. It surprised me when we saw McKenzie Gaines, and this is not a slight to McKenzie Gaines, because I know he's improved as well, but the fact that we saw McKenzie Gaines start the first game over Vargas in the opener was incredibly surprising to me, and the fact that it's taken Vargas only a couple of times in the lineup coming off the bench 
to really show his worth. And I think he has shown his worth. I think he's deserved uh, whether, you know, there's something going on in training that we can't see during the week that he's liking the other players more for. I just think that that Svidersky's got to be behind Capetti. I think Vargas has got to be at the right wing. And I I, I don't want to drop Andre Shinyashiki because I think Andre actually played his best game of the three. Uh, but I also, you know, wonder myself about Yuzviak because he's gotten a lot of criticism online uh, from folks who are in the national punditry talking about his long-term form, about how it's been 31 games since he's put one in the back of the net. And while I think that's all very fair, I think there also have been some. I don't think they're watching the deal. full games, though. I don't think they're watching full games because I would say Yuzviak's been our best player in the last two games, and there's going to be people that disagree with me, and that's fine. But I think that he has worked harder than anyone else on the field. I think that he's got into decent areas. We saw him get one of the best opportunities with that header that went into the side netting. He mm. challenged Brad Guzan more than any player that we were asking for because Guzan was picking apples with ease because no one was actually putting a body on him. And yes, Chosviak isn't the perfect player. No, no, no. I think that he needs to toughen up and I think he needs to be more consistent. I think that with that DP tag, yes, you expect more. But you can look at our other two DPs as well in this moment and think, okay, are they really pulling their weight as well? Chosviak's an easy, easy target. But mm. did we love everything we saw from Enzo Capetti? No. Do I actually think that Latanzio maybe has a small point in terms of his body language? Yes, I do. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that are mad that I'm touching Enzo Capetti. I think he's a fantastic player. I really do. But I think he's having to adjust to this league. And so far, he hasn't adjusted to the refereeing, to the principles, to the way the game is going to be called. And I thought that yellow card he received for slamming the ball into the ground was one of the most disappointing parts of Enzo Capetti that we've seen so far because you've just got to be able to control your emotions a little better. And if I'm an opposing player, sometimes you've got to fake it until you make it. And even if you don't think you have control over your emotions, you at least need to not let the opposition see that, you know? I, I totally agree. Look, I, the, the Capetti slamming the ball down was, was one of the more frustrating things that I'd seen, uh, not just from him, but just in the entire time that, that we've been covering this club. And, and I think it, it encapsulates the emotion that a lot of people are feeling right now. Uh, I think it's not just the frustration with the officials, but the frustration with the form. But uh, there's got to be a road back. You, you're taking on an Orlando team that uh, has drawn its last couple of contests, so they've at least been able to seek out results, but they haven't scored a lot. Uh, I'm not going to try and sit here and predict anything based on what uh, this week is going, and I think that will be part of our next podcast after we uh, you know, further dissect what's going up uh, here with Orlando City. But I think for the week ahead, Jess, uh, Chris Latanzi has got to look at this and say, hey, you know, Maybe we're going back to the drawing board. Like I said in the post game, I think every job has to be up for grabs right now because while while I understand he wants continuity with this 11, I, I just don't know if this 11 is it. No, and I think that every player needs to realize they need to up their performance in some capacity. Like, we can never get complacent as soccer players, right? You always need to feel like someone's breathing down your throat and, you know, that your position is challenged. And if you're not playing good enough, that you will get to sit on the bench. So I do expect there to be changes. I hope that this week in practice is a really good week in practice. And I want to make it clear, like, I still don't think it's, you know, a season that's at death door. I think there is a lot of potential on this squad, which actually makes it more frustrating. When you look at the quality that we brought in, I know I was just pretty harsh with Enzo Capetti. I, I want to make it clear. I see his potential. I think he's an sure. incredible player. And he's the only guy that scored a goal. So you can't be too hard on him, right? But I think he is holding himself back in terms of maybe making referees call the game in a different way. Westwood has, you know, you've got a player with 300 Premier League experiences. Like, 
we have quality on this pitch and I think that's what makes it so frustrating for fans to see. So uh, I'm hoping that we can turn this around and the one thing that kind of gives me that element of hope is we went 0-3 last season and if we had finished the way that we had finished in this playoff standard, we'd still be making a push for postseason. So exactly. I think it's important to see that the season's not dead, but something needs to change fast because we need to do ourselves justice on the field. Well, I think the problem with juxtaposing last year and this year is that I think in the three games last year that started 0-3, we saw progression. Like, mm -hmm. we got better. I know that there were issues at the end of the game against Atlanta, which was the third game of last year, but you at least saw – you know, a way forward, you saw progression. I just don't know if we've seen that. In, oh, in come on, Will. I, I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know. I know. I, know. I, I, I want to be too, because I, I agree with you. I think there's quality there. I, I still believe in Latanzio. I'm not one of these Latanzio out guys. I think there's plenty of, of talent. We, we love this. We love this team and we love these players. But I think also, again, they just, they all have to play better. That's all it is. Yeah. And I think that, as we've said, Things need to be worked on on the training field. But it's the game day that really matters. And I know there's players that perform well in practice, but at the end of the day, it's got to be, can you do it in the lights? Can you do it when that whistle blows? Can you give 110% for your jersey, for your team, for that crest that you're wearing? And those are the players that can do it in the 90 minutes that truly matter in terms of MLS standing that need to get minutes on the pitch. I'm hopeful this week, though. I think I think this week is going to be a good week. We've got a good week of training in. And I think, you know, you play desperate. You go out and you try and make things happen. You maybe get forward a little bit more and, and figure out where your quality is. And uh, and hopefully Charlotte FC can pull out a result uh, here against Orlando on the road. We'll check in with you guys a little bit next week. Just safe ride home. And uh, we'll talk later on this week. So much. That is Crown Corner for this Sunday, the 12th day of March. We'll check in with you again to preview Orlando a little bit later on this week.